can you hear my washing machine in the laundry three meters away? <laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome to the All Men Can podcast. My name is Anthony and my co-host is Damien. It's been a little while once again uh, since we last recorded and we thought we should try to see out the year with a bit of a... Um, end of year, Christmassy, New Year's type wrap-up of the year to date, as well as a few other topics uh, for discussion. Think of it like uh, the Spicks and Specs Christmas special, except probably a little bit more infuriating and depressing. I saw what last night being what Saturday night, uh, this is pre-recorded obviously, it's not a live podcast, it's, this is no sizzle town. Um, <laughs> there, there was the Spicks and Specs, one of the Spicks and Specs Christmas episodes, and I, I saw I saw Adam Hills. I'm like, oh yeah, maybe this is this is um, fairly recent. And then it was uh, Rove and Belinda Emmett, Rove's first yes, wife. I saw that one too, just before she died. Yeah, and um, a, a young Hamish Blake. And I'm like, no, this is this is a, a very long time ago. And then it occurred to me, I'd wager 2006. Adam Hills has never aged. <laughs> he looks exactly the same. He'll never be on his last leg. <laughs> hey! So, I I had a few things. I, I guess um first thing for me is I have been listening to Clementine Ford's audio book of her book this year, Boys With Boys, which is sort of a follow-up to her, um, I think, 2015 book, Fight Like a Girl, uh, which I did read, and I actually... I took quite a lot from it. I, I'm not quite done with Boys We Boys uh, yet, but it is the sort of text that uh, if you're easily triggered as a male, you probably want to take your time with this particular one. I remember her doing a lot of press for this ant during during the year, and she makes it clear, and I don't think she's ever, you know, she, she's kept a pretty sort of straight bat with this sort of stuff. She doesn't hate men. Nice. She just hates fuckwits. And she will continue to point out elements of the system that she believes automatically props men up at the expense of women and at the expense of society as a whole. Mm, that's it. So it was in reading Fight Like a Girl, and I mentioned this when I spoke with uh, Tracy McLeod Howe, uh, my, part of my sentiments around White Ribbon originally came from uh, what Clementine Ford had written, saying that it was, you know, this sort of male-dominated organisation that didn't really seem to be doing too much in the here and now. Um, not to sort of dig into that, but now that we, you and I, have had all these conversations around White Ribbon and with a couple of ambassadors and, and um, Tracy as well, um, we know that what White Ribbon is trying to stand for is that men need to own the issue of violence, of domestic violence towards women. And the message I actually take from Boys Will Be Boys is very similar to White Ribbon. It's that men, um, the behaviour of men towards women is an issue that men must own and men must correct. And I, I like, it's sort of like, it, she's on the same theme as what White Ribbon's on. But I, I just find it's... A, I believe that to be absolutely absolutely correct. Like, we cannot be mm. sitting here going, oh, no, well, all, all uh, rape allegations are, are falsified allegations. She brings up a really good example of um, 
uh, sort of campaign to actually make false rape threats towards women uh, as a means to sort of discredit a lot of women. You know, this is the flip side of the coin that the men's rights activists are using where they're saying, no, rape allegations are predominantly falsified. I mean, that's just one little snippet. It's 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 a bleak book, but it's, uh, yeah, a really good education so far. I find it really interesting, Ant, that, that, um, that that's what you've taken from the book. I'll have to put it on my summer reading list, considering I haven't probably read a book since World War Z was, I think, the last book that I read. Because <laughs> so, it had zombies in it. Are there any zombies... Does Clem like deal with any zombie sort of issues? Because I'll probably be more likely to, to actually make time to read it. Well, no? I, okay, there, there's fine. there's a bit um, on uh, uh, fair bit on Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, who I think is probably now a zombie because he's pretty much lost all all his money and uh, all his credibility as well. You know, when you think back to 2018, uh, I mean, uh, the murder of Eurydice Dixon was what the ignition of of two privileged white blokes jumping on, you know, the expensive devices and, and trying to talk these issues through. Let's go, let's take a look back as far as, you know, through social media, through through the likes of Facebook, what the, were the top 10 things, the most important or talked about issues on Facebook this year? Num- uh, number 10 was the state of origin. For the state of origin itself or because of all the discussion around the spike in domestic violence around state of origin? I couldn't tell you the specifics of it. As far as a, a word cloud is concerned, okay. this is why. And I would actually think I would actually think it's more so just about the fact that there are three games, uh, you know, per year, per across the year, and the chatter, the chatter across the channel spikes. Number nine was uh, Dolores O'Royden, uh, who passed. Number eight was the Gold Coast Amber Alert. I think that was a missing child. So as far as the shareability and the talkability of, of that went through the uh, through the roof. Number seven was the royal wedding. Uh, number six, Anthony Bourdain, the celebrity chef. Is that that? Yep. Number five, Avicii, who was the DJ who uh, who also passed. Number four was the the leadership spill. Uh, number three, Stephen Hawking. Number two, strawberry sabotage. And number one, any guesses? <sighs> It's 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 got to be uh, Barnaby Joyce, Aretha Franklin. All oh, right, the passing of Aretha Franklin. So out of that top ten, you've got Dolores, Anthony, Avicii, yeah. Aretha, Stephen. Half of the top ten most talked about things on Facebook were the passings of celebrities that nobody knows. Yeah, and when you think about the instance, the instance of the most appalling uh, or the most celebrate things to, to celebrate and talk about, or to or to fight against or to rally against, certainly the 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 seventy odd women who violently lost their lives in Australia <laughs> uh, this year doesn't even you know wouldn't even rate a mention, wouldn't come within a bull's roar of that, as my my dear old dad would say. So so. I raise these points to you, Ant, because of, I suppose, the wave that we've been through in um, the chatter that that, that we've even inspired or that we've actually been a target of or we've been championed. I mean, we even had, like, Channel 9 hosts reaching out to us on Twitter early on saying, come on the show and talk about the podcast. (laughs) And it was just like, hang on a sec. I think we're only about two or three shows deep. 
Yeah. Um, and it's not the one who's been fired either, no. <laughs> just in case you're wondering. Um, but so this is this is where I talk about having the blinkers on all the time. We've had our blinkers on and it's affected us personally. It's affected us professionally. I'm, I'm pretty safe to say I'm speaking on behalf of both of, the, both of us here. You know, it, it, it was an incredible – this – the All Man Cad podcast and everything that's surrounding it, even though it was a blip on the radar, it wouldn't have even got within a millionth of the top <laughs> the top million things mentioned on Facebook. This is where the priorities of our society are, mm. as illustrated on Facebook. So when I've had my most down moments as far as why we even why am I wasting my time with this? Why aren't I just spending more time on the couch on a Sunday or Monday night with my wife ignoring each other watching Netflix? Um, you know, what difference can we make? Because, you know, who's really listening to us? But when, when I look at that, I'm like, you know what, this is worth maybe not as, as frequently, but we certainly, we certainly, you know, there is a reason why we are talking and, and I certainly hope that we can continue it in 2019 because unless, quite frankly, in Australia, unless you're a dead celebrity, no one's giving a shit. That's the point I'm making. You're right. We, we love to focus on the, on the celebrity, on the fame and, you know, be very, very upset and take it personally when someone who we feel has been a bit of an inspiration passes away. Three of those five that you mentioned, certainly two, uh, were suicides, mm. being Anthony Bourdain and Avicii. Dolores Reardon was under a cloud, but I think that's the, the coronial report is that I think she, she drowned in a bathtub. She just basically fell asleep. Um so exhaustion, but there'd been a lot of discussion around her her trials and tribulations um, throughout her career. As someone who's sort of is mag- magnetically drawn to these things, it was just sort of oh, I don't like the you know the I don't want that to be what it is. But the way they sort of mm. build up these stories, Anthony Bourdain is one that's uh, quite surprising because that's the the guy. You, the, 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 the type that you see who has worked hard and become successful and seems to be doing um, so much and is just gone. And that's where, and that's where there used to be all this sort of talk. Oh, I can't understand why these sorts of things happen. Like for me, I think about Paul Hester. Uh, that that really stood out to me mm. um, when, when he took his own life. I mean, he was the the court jester of of Australian rock and roll, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, family man, gone. Uh, you, you look at, um, in Anthony's case, he is bankable, mm. he is successful, he is popular, and he is he is revered and respected. And a lot of, that's, that's the unattainables that a lot of us are always trying to, you know, get that sort of gratification or security and, and success, and it doesn't, it doesn't amount to a pinch of shit. No. Depending on your own individual circumstance. It's uh, it's a weird one. So for all the noise, for all the discussion that we, you and I have been uh, sort of wrapped up in for six months, you know, we, we do get to hear some of the, the voices from the other side who are the not all men types voices. And the, as you were saying, there's a, there's a lot of groups out there. Even just in Facebook, if you start to search domestic violence, you will see uh, innumerable organisations. Um, not all of them are actually chari- charitable organisations, but you go through some of these and you do see people who are who are just absolutely dead set. They don't care that these women have been murdered. 
um, they'll be saying, oh, well, it's a domestic situation. What did she do to, to bring that upon herself? You know, we don't know the other side of the story. So it can't just be about the women being victims all the time. Like the, uh, some stuff that's absolutely infuriating. But a lot of them all sort of just get stuck in the fact that they had a messy divorce and um, their exes have custody and so they are perpetual victims. It, it's I don't know that we've really made much of an impact and I think we need to sort of keep going. I'd like to sort of get bigger somehow. I'd love to have the, the right things to say and I know I've sort of brought this up in couple of the conversations we've had um love to have the right sort of things to say for uh these people who are so utterly convinced they are the victims when they're not they're actually the people who are in a position to be able to empower and to change look as far as where to start it's it's such a multifaceted um, and complex issue. And I think that's why it's a too hard basket. And so, so most people just want to distill it down to its, you know, most basic properties. Oh, why doesn't she leave? And, you know, or oh, what if there's, you know, you don't know the two sides of the story. I've been, I've been thinking, or, or there's been a lot of reflective moments as far as the way in which I behave and my attitudes and whether or not, yeah, I might be woke now, but, but what's, you know what who have I been in the past and 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 just thinking about it just thinking about the type of behavior I've been listening to a lot of a lot of podcasts lately and finally caught up on serial four four weeks late four years late rather you know talking about oh you know I don't know if you'd be that you know if you'd be that type of guy to to kill his partner after she broke up with him right my first heartbreak right in uni when my uh, girlfriend broke up with me and then I thought yeah we can still be friends right and that saw me driving 45 minutes out of my way to drive past her house to see if her new boyfriend's car was there. All right. Now, that was just me punishing myself, basically. Mm-hmm. But for me, coming from a fairly stable background, fairly sort of good family network and a good circle of friends who were quite happy to, t- you know, to try and uh, distract me or whichever. Um, that, that's, that's what I did as a normal person. So the point there that I make is that if you didn't have a good circle, like support structure, if you were imbalanced within your sensibility and in your head, that's when things would escalate. That's Mm. when that becomes absolute stalking, absolute avert intimidation, and that could escalate to violence. So not not to say that that would, would be me, but, you know, I'm just trying to reflect on the type of person that I am. And then I think about, well, how do people get into that sense? Um, I get into, I, I like to put my headphones on at work and because I've got beautiful wireless ones, little Bluetooth ones for my birthday, so I'm using them at work. Um, and I put on a three-hour Johnny Cash playlist on, on YouTube and just let it roll while I was punching out some reports. And like, you know, Johnny Cash, you know, as far as a bad boy and, you know, the movie Walk the Line is amazing. But the amount of, the amount of Johnny Cash songs that talk about, I'm a guy killing my wife because she wasn't true and she was running around with every man in town. So I shot her dead and I killed her dead. A little bit about Neil Young down by the river. I shot my baby. Then I Mm -hmm. thought about Jimi Hendrix. Hey, Joe, where are you going with that gun? Our culture that has, you know, with some of the most popular and celebrated and amazing performers, co- content creators 
of our lifetimes perpetuating of just, oh, yeah, well, if you if you misses mucks around or whichever, kill her and then sing a song about it in jail, you know. And then I started even, I don't even know, like, seriously, I go down some weird rabbit holes at times. And I thought, how how can we expect respect across the board in our society when in some families and some circles and everything else, uh, kids are getting smacked at home. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, the mummy bloggers are gone nuts. But you think about this. Oh, do you know what, what made me think about this? It was that gamer fuckboy who was playing Fortnite Live on his cam and smacked his pregnant partner in front of his kids. Yeah. And again, too, all the, all, all the threads that came under that, oh, but she was provoking him. She said, your dinner's ready. And he fucking hits her. Yes. I, you know, I did see a post where he was it, unfortunately on one of these triggered sooks sites where he, he, he had been posting photos of his bruised and battered body. So I think his, his partner was, uh, my, what I took from that is that his partner is also physically abusive. That doesn't excuse what he did. Doesn't excuse uh, what anyone does when no. you hit someone. And this is my point. When it is, when it's okay, I remember my nan smacked my hand when I went to turn the telly on. Like, that's probably my only really memory of, of my nan 40 years ago um, when, you know, before she got, before she got really sick. You know, the, the, the whole smacking or spanking and, and all those sorts of things, it means that when somebody does wrong by you, it's okay to hit them. Mm. That's where it starts. Mm. And if I say it starts with respect, well, how the hell you can have all the ads on TV that you like of, of of your hipsters sitting around during lunch break trying to say, it's not cool, mate. It's not funny. It's not a joke. The horse has already bolted, if that's yeah. the case. And don't even get me started on the anti-vaxxers, but hang on, that's for another podcast. Um, two other books, actually, uh, that I, I have consumed recently. Uh, one... Uh, the emotionally abusive relationship: How to stop being abused and how to stop abusing, which was one that was just like just a bit of research around what we've sort of been talking about this year. And right. I was going through it, and it's it was actually sort of a little bit of a uh, it was a little bit eye opening because it's it was sort of oh wow I, I wonder if I've had any moments of being you know potentially emotionally abusive or co- or coercive not in a sexual way, um, but, you know, if I've done anything that would have guilted my partner into doing something because that's what I wanted. And, I mean, there, there, it's a huge scale. Just slight things can still sort of tick the box. That was quite fascinating. And then I followed it up with Annabelle Crabbe's The Wife Drought, which, uh, in, in short, is working men get to have wives looking after them and doing everything at home how come working women don't get to have wives looking after them and doing everything at home which is a very reductive summary uh that's sort of the opening gambit of it but in that she goes through uh the history of divorce law in australia and it's it's only relatively recently where there is a sort of no fault no contest type divorce situation previously uh, if, a, if a woman wanted to get divorced from her husband there would have to be extraneous circumstances such as he would have to have been an alcoholic for three years before she could justify being divorced there is so much that we've got in our legal system that still has women as the sort of the object or as, as this sort mm. of pigeonholed Property. object Property, yeah, and it still comes down to what our rights are, you and me, what what we can do, 
and how we are wronged. Well, this is this is like Tuesday Night Book Club, except more aggravating and and depressing. <laughs> oh, another one, another one I read or listened to was uh, Friedrich Nietzsche's Beyond Good and Evil, and um, listening oh, to that. Jesus Christ, Ant. He he does not rate women. Well, he didn't rate women. So, um, yeah, any modern uh, Friedrich Nietzsche fans, uh, you need to uh, sort yourselves out. Find someone else to follow because, yeah, he he wasn't particularly nice. I came across an article and I thought I saved it in in my favourites, but I couldn't find it before we pressed record. But it was basically highlighting 10 times that the year was really shit for women in 2018. If I do find it, I'll post it on our socials, which I do every now and then, or we do. But in a desperate attempt to try and actually find that article whilst I was dialing up, I stumbled across another article at Vox.com. Some, here are some of the ways uh, women made strides in 2018. So it's actually the opposite. Oh, good. So, so, so exactly. So I thought, we, I thought we'd turn around the, the aggravation and, and depression into um, you know some wins. In Spain, and I know that we're all been worried about having ScoMo as a prime minister and maybe Brexit and what Trump's doing at the moment just before Christmas, shutting down Parliament or Congress or whatever it is and trying to put up a wall. Spain has a new cabinet and most of its ministers are women. In Saudi Arabia, women can now drive. That's a good thing. They're pretty yep. happy with their um with their with their licenses. Voters in Ireland struck down the ban on abortion. Uh, yes, that was the, a, that was a massive win. Re- yeah, referendum to um, have abortion legalised. Referendum was an overwhelming success, and it is now actually going to pass into law. Pity that's not the case in New South Wales. Um, not even Get in Northern Ireland. It. So there's um because Northern Ireland is part of the UK. So, but the, 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 the law is different. So there are a, a few prominent people who are now trying to push for Northern Ireland to um, legalise abortion. Uh, in the US, uh, women and women of colour in particular uh, broke records in the US midterm elections. And I'm always a big fan of for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And if, if the reaction to Obama was Trump, then the reaction to Trump has been this, um, this massive diversity coming through uh, in the representation, through, thanks to democracy. Oh, also too, for the first time in decades, in Iran, women could watch the World Cup and in sports stadiums alongside men. Up until then, that had been illegal. And some female fans had actually dressed up in, or effectively drag, to, to sneak in uh, as blokes. That's what's been happening. But now they can, they can do it out in the open. We're going to be able to have, for our last episode of 2018, a reference to Life of Brian, which is a reference we had in the first episode. <laughs> How good! Full um, circle. <laughs> and um, if anyone isn't quite across what that reference is, it is women putting on fake beards uh, so they could participate in stoning. In the stoning, yeah. yeah. Any women here? Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me. I think Eric Idle's been in the in the country recently. Uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions for, for 2019? This year has been so tumultuous that, um, no, I, I don't think I need to make any resolutions because um, mm. just 
want to try and find a stable income. <laughs> I've quit alcohol, so that's even before Christmas. Awkward time to do it. I was in Perth for um, a, a client event uh, this week and uh, went out with the with the event crew and the looks and comments when I said, soda water. <laughs> what? I don't understand. But hey, that's Australia where we, we're all meant to be drinking. Isn't it though? Yeah. You get a new job, you drink. You, you Like you celebrate. You know, you, you're born, you, you, you drink, you celebrate, you die. Engagements, weddings, birthday parties, you know. Mm. Had a great day, have a drink. Have a bad day, have a drink. It's, yep. it's certainly been my life. It's, uh, yeah, it's easily justifiable. That actually brings me to a couple of the things. I'm sorry you, you had such positive stories now, and I'm going through, and I have not gathered positive stories, because we are at Christmas and New Year's, and there will be a lot of people drinking. There's been a few articles uh, around how there will be a spike around uh, in domestic violence, and probably violence in general, across this season and there was one that i found uh, i think it's an american article uh from a site called 538 the headline is science says toxic masculinity more than alcohol leads to sexual assault so you can't always blame the alcohol you know which is what what happens with um you know these was the 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 u.s college Swimmer who oh, raped a woman on campus yeah. and, oh, no, he was drunk. It wasn't his fault. Um, you know, he's in his prime. You know, I think his dad said, why should he be punished for so long for just 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Very sympathetic people out there. Yes, mm. so you know, I guess the, the, the point there being that um, don't be afraid to enjoy a drink, but if you're, uh, if you're worried about what the consequences may well be, then stay away from it. But you're not necessarily, if you if you have a decent amount of respect for women, you're not likely to be someone who's going to do something toxic and abusive uh, towards women in your life. Hopefully, that's my takeaway from it. What, what else did you find? Um, there was another one that was, uh, tis the season for speaking up when people say inappropriate shit. This was, this was a pedestrian TV article. And, you know, it, it's that, I think it's a conversation that you relayed earlier on an earlier episode about one of the circles you're in and there was a guy who was talking smack about a celebrity and um, you ended up calling him out on that particular uh, conversation. Um, this article is, is very much along those lines of call it out, make a scene. But it, it does just, I'll just read this one paragraph. If you feel like it's not an appropriate time to make a scene, even though it's a rightful scene to make, you have a couple of options by simply showing that it's not okay, either by not laughing or smiling, or by giving them a would definitely kill them if you had telekinesis death stare. Old mate's going to get the <laughs> message that they overstepped pretty damn quickly. No one likes being greased off. So yeah, don't don't be afraid to, to uh, throw the daggers from the eyes um, if someone's saying something that you know is... Wrong. We are so polite in Australia. Like if you, if you've uh, for for mostly like you know it's been listened by twenty one million people around the world. But the Teachers Pet podcast about the Lynette Dawson case, the amount of people who just shut up and were too embarrassed or to 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 raise the issue or talk about it, you know, and and are now living with with decades of regret because they didn't speak up at the time. I know that's a very 
um, it's it's a, a bit of a stretch, but we are, you know, we don't want to cause a scene. Mm-hmm. The amount of times within family situations where there's where, where something's happened and it was in an isolated family situation, wasn't out in public, and I should have said something, but didn't. And now, um, because I know that you were going to ask me later on, but I'll just tell you now anyway, and my New Year's resolution is is to be doing that sort of thing, not to let uh, not to let that shit slide. And whilst you will challenge strangers often on uh, on on Facebook threads and on Twitter, and and I do enjoy reading the comments, and I got my popcorn and everything else when you uh, take someone to task. I'm adamant that every time, and I've started doing a little bit, but I'm I'm really going to jump on it every time I see it now, is when somebody's sharing something inaccurate or flat out just stupid mm. on on facebook i'm i'm going to compromise my relationship with people by calling them out on it mm. i may do it in i may do it in the comments i may message them privately depending on how serious it is i did it recently somebody somebody shared a, a guy i used to work with and he's a sweet guy he's a family guy will tend to share more pauline hansen related stuff than i would uh but there was somebody made a meme of you know who whoever these Wankers are that want a, a gender-neutral Santa can get off the planet. Santa's got a dick. He's a jolly old fellow, and he's given presents, and he always has, and he always will. I googled it. I could not find one thing. The f- the, the first thing. Oh, he's based on a man, you know Saint Nicholas. Blah, blah. Uh, the first a- article that came up was the story doing the rounds that Santa for gender-neutral Santa is bullshit. So I read through as much as I could. I said, mate, sorry, but sorry, mate, but this isn't a thing. And I posted the article and he's like, oh yeah, fair enough, mate. But isn't there a bit, at least a half truth and then everything? I said, no, mate. I said, you're sharing stuff that's not true. Like do, do the right thing by yourself. Don't be part of the, don't be part of the problem. Do a quick Google, you know, and again, too, I'll probably be, you know, the other side of the coin of sharing, you know, something that's a little bit more liberal or whichever without fat checking it. Cause you know, everyone's always right from where they stand, Yeah, of course. but if you can tap, but if you can chip away at it and at least make people stop from my perspective, when you share something, you are a broadcaster and mm-hmm. people will believe shit. And if something's written on a website, because they don't know how to put something on a website, even if it's bloody WordPress, People will believe it. Somebody took time to make a meme about how the Muslims were offended by poppies on Remembrance Day. Muslims aren't offended by poppies. The only, and they didn't want to ban poppies. The only article I could find on this back in November was, I think there was a a student organization at Cambridge, a predominantly white students who wanted to ban poppies on campus because it glorified war. (sighs) But somebody made a meme. And then the person who made that meme recounted and made a new meme because so many people called him out on it <laughs> say well no maybe the muslims aren't offended but i'm still gonna wear my poppy with pride anyway good on you dickhead because that's the right thing to do like as you were <laughs> seriously one thing i've learned this year is that um being politically correct is actually the right thing to do and all the years of hearing people going oh we're getting two pcs oh, the pc brigade I've actually realised that the people who are the most upset about anything that hints at any kind of change in uh, vernacular, dialogue, terminology, uh, behaviour, the most upset people are those who don't want to change. The ones who are saying, oh, it's the PC Brigade. For anyone, I think I've said this in a previous podcast as well, for anyone who says, oh, you know, it's PC gone, Matt, political correctness gone mad that's you saying that you lack the emotional intelligence and empathy 
as a human being to pause and consider somebody else's situation for 10 seconds. Because mm. for, for the most people, for the most people that, that, that beat around and talk about political correctness going mad, it doesn't affect them at all. So shut up and just go, oh, I wonder why they're banging on about that. It must really mean a lot to them. They don't, they don't even they don't even get that far. That's where that's where honesty, empathy, and understanding. That's what I try to put into the world with my workplace conversations and stuff like that. You know, and I use my my eighty year old mum as a bit of a testing ground because I can get her to stop and think about it. Then then it's I, I might have um you know I might have uh, some leeway into uh changing the mind of a 32 year old but anyway i don't know we're going around in circles <laughs> for a change so i guess we, we've we've prattled on for our usual standard too long um so i should probably uh look to to wrap it up and um i think i would just like to thank everyone who has continued listening to um to our podcast uh also would like to thank the people who've sent uh, messages of uh, encouragement and support over the last few months. I've had people actually just say thank you for doing the podcast, which was um, quite humbling. A couple of things before we uh, sort of wrap up. Uh, some reading for people. This is an article from a couple of weeks ago. It was an ABC one. Are men's movements a new form of terrorism? And there was a campaign, an Our Watch campaign, that I think we did talk about, but I, I said I hadn't really gone through much of it at the time we spoke about it. A, a few weeks ago, I just tried catching up on all of it. And it's actually an interactive, they're, they're interactive YouTube videos where it's a bit of a choose-your-own-adventure type thing. So you get to choose the outcome of a particular conversation. There's a guy who's saying ridiculous things around a, a group of mates uh, or uh, whether they're all men or it's a, a group where there's women involved and then it's um, the, the 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 campaign is um, doing nothing does harm so you've got the the end result of where no one says anything just those sort of awkward looks amongst themselves or you've got the end result of when someone says no that's shit behavior um, I think we should uh, just throw that in front of people as well because it's uh yeah all right it's it's worthwhile and we do have an interview um uh with uh tash from phillip island that we were going to try to get out there are a few concerns around that one understandably well maybe not necessarily understandably to those listening at this point in time um but yeah there were there were a few concerns with that so that's just sort of been held off for a little bit uh we do have the okay to play that interview um so we should hopefully be able to do that on the other side of the new years thanks for um doing this with me and thank it's, you um it it's a new it's a new adventure every time we we hit record and sometimes we know where we want to go and sometimes we don't um and i know that sort of we sort of dove headlong into it just want needing to do something or needing to talk about what all men can do to make the world a better place. And um, it's not about necessarily providing those outcomes or the language or the suggestions, but I think it is the journey. It's about sparking elements, hopefully, the conversations that we talk about. 
will will spark ideas or elements in the listener's mind that relate to their own circumstances that will, you know, male or female, it doesn't really matter, um, that will make the, the world a safer place. That that's what that's what it comes down to. Less less shit, being good humans, and the majority of people are. Um, and just because somebody isn't going out and murdering someone doesn't mean that they can't be better. You know, just because you're not on the extreme doesn't mean that you or I or, or, or people around you can't um, be a little bit more considerate and reflective uh, about what they say and what they do or what they don't say and don't do sometimes. We will be guided by you in 2019, things that you think are important. If you stumble across an article or if you've got a situation that you think uh, we should be talking about or avoiding, if you think that we're um, hapless idiots just because we have the technology to upload to SoundCloud, that may, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Uh, reach out to us on the socials. So that's Twitter, all men can AU. Um, search the hashtag all men can AU podcast and you'll find us on all the social platforms as well. There's a Gmail email there somewhere. It's been October since the last time I did this this sort of outro. So just check the Twitter handle. Hang on. I think I had this as a dream. But I was. Like, <laughs> Um, do you get that retrospective deja? I call it retrospective deja vu, where I'm in a situation. It's like, hang on, I dreamt this yeah, three months ago. I yeah. can't, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what's going to happen next, but I know that this is in a dream and it just to the point where I'm not freaked out anymore. Oh, I know what it is. I was that smart when I sent them up. Okay. So Twitter and Instagram, all men can AU, um, and the all men can podcast on Facebook. There you go. Yeah. You did mention the talk Gmail. to us and we'll talk back. You did mention the Gmail. We do, we have received some um, emails uh, over the course of the last few months, and we've not been good at actually responding to them. But there's, there's there are a few people, few suggestions um, of other people to talk to. So it's not just us prattling on for forty four minutes. Yeah, but absolutely. Yes, and and again, too, we d we don't have the. Uh, the personal assistance to follow up on everything. So there has been a few, a few uh, wonderful suggestions or leads that have come our way that we haven't followed up. We certainly will try to. I don't think we ever read this out either. David emailed us um, in September. Uh, Love this week's episode. Been missing you guys. I think that's when we went into hiatus. We were trying to churn out a potty every <laughs> every week, and I think we dropped off for a little bit. Uh, please kick up the good work. Can't imagine how you managed to do it with family and work, etc. You've inspired me to start talking more honestly with my mates at work. It really helps. Thanks, David. That was nice. That was that, yeah. was, that was very nice. It's a, a man <laughs> um, who's saying something nice. So we, it's good that there are actually some men listening to what we're talking about. And if that message is spreading amongst uh, circles then I, I think that's the pathway to some modicum of success have a happy new year Ant you too Damien thanks very much mate peace